surviving summer school uh i never thought i could be tired of watching movies um uh, but here we are uh just like any good addict i can over i can overdo anything and i'm really excited to see the the beautiful bearded face of my co-host mr dave yates oh hey everybody i just thought of a cool merch idea right now uh i can do over i can overdo anything i set my mind to Yes, I can overdo anything I set my mind to. So, yes, absolutely. I can. Uh, I can. I can definitely overdo it. And you know, I. I never felt more seen. Have you seen the movie The Sound of Metal? No, but I've heard it's good. Oh well, it's it's not really about music. It's about um, addiction and about losing his hearing. Right. That was a. Uh... Sure, that it's more about radical acceptance. Uh, it's it's a bananas movie. I'm writing a paper on it today. It's so good. It's so good. It's chef's kiss good. It's it's really it's really insane. Um, but I as an as an addict who does stand up, um, I felt personally attacked by that by that movie. I felt I felt like I was like, oh, are are you trying to say something to me about the addiction to everything outside of drugs? How dare you! <laughs> What addict doesn't feel personally attacked when they see themselves in something? Oh, I mean, they nailed it. Most of the time, uh, you know, most of the time in media, uh, we should have an episode about that. Most of the time in, in media, uh, they, they really butcher our experience, but they fucking nailed it in that movie. So I'm very excited. And uh, Dave, could you read no. that gorgeous clarity statement? Sure can. This is who we are and what we're about. Welcome to 12 Questions Podcast. We believe growth and recovery isn't just for clean and sober people. Our mission is to share our experiences with guests who do the same. We are not affiliated with AA, NA, or any other 12-step organization. 12 Questions has absolutely no opinion on the use of drugs or alcohol by anyone. We're simply two people that happen to be in recovery that want to give hope to anyone struggling. Although some of our guests may be clean and sober, some of them are not or choose not to divulge. The purpose of the podcast is to learn more about ourselves and others. We only hope that you can learn something about yourselves by listening. Hooray! And guests on this podcast introduce themselves uh, because, you know, we like to give people the option of anonymity. Uh, who are we speaking with today? Uh, hello, I am local Mexican sweet bread Angel Garcia. Nice to meet you. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Howdy. I love it. Local Mexican. That's so sweet. Yeah, I'm a concha. Yeah. Just ready to go. Just a, just a whole a whole concha a whole concha. Mm -hmm. I uh, uh, finding out I was allergic to bread was one of the saddest things because a concha and coffee in the morning is one of the best things. Uh, I can relate, kind of, because uh, my lactose intolerance is transforming into a uh, just a milk allergy. So. Oh no. Can I tell you, people? Okay, colonizer food. Let's talk about it. Colonizer food. Okay, colonizer food. It is. 
the worst <laughs> and we all become allergic to it eventually. Mm-hmm. And it, we seem to fall in. Everybody says all the comedian, the hacky comedian joke is white people have all the allergies. That's not true. That is mm-hmm. not true. Mm-hmm. I don't know a Latino that doesn't have either a lactose or a wheat thing, either one or mm-hmm. both. That's the okay. sad thing. <laughs> Uh, for the longest I was like I think I'm allergic to gluten and then I was like oh no it's just all the cheese I put on the bread right that's what oh, it is. I mean to be fair who would to be fair to be fair um to who... be fair <laughs> uh who uh who would uh want to have all that bread without the cheese you know what I mean no yeah or butter right butter even down to the butter even down to the butter, yeah. Oh no! Like so, it's if I don't take a pill even before like a cheeseburger, like a regular cheeseburger, I have problems. Oof. And it's not just like um, and like you know, it used to be like oh, I get the shits, whatever, you know. Uh, yeah, diarrhea, uh, but, but now it's problems. Yeah, diarrhea, <laughs> Met- rector. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, it's now to the point where I get physically really physically like my I'm in pain like how old are you 27 oh oh no 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 you're right on track you're right on track between 25 and 30 is where me and bread had our had our final showdown yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so it's definitely a struggle real quick um I guess is the video shown on yeah well we don't have to show it but we we, don't have to this is the reason I'm asking because both of you have beautiful cats yes and I'm so jealous because I all I want in the world is a cat uh, but and there's a cat in the house I currently currently live with my brother sorry for the noise I currently live with my brother and um he he has pets he has dogs I'm surprised they haven't like started barking like crazy and <laughs> but he has one long-haired cat and I love the long-haired cat long-haired cats are the only type of the cats I'm allergic to <laughs> Yeah. So oh. it's tragic because oh. I just want to love him. Well, like, hopefully someday you will have your short-haired kitty cat. Uh, this is this is very much a cat cast, especially with your headphones with the kitty ears. Yeah, I'm yeah. obsessed. Cat ears, headphones. I am uh, obsessed. Thank you, thank you. I am. Uh, I don't know what level of emo goth subculture I fit in, but you know, mm. I wear black. I like punk. The the works. But I also really like the color pink and a lot of femme things. So it's just kind of hell yeah. More than welcome. Exactly. Oh my god, I love that. Um, I uh, I learned from a previous guest Carlos Delgado. Uh, one of my favorite anime characters was what you would call a beefcake goth, which uh, cracked me up. Uh, Who is this? <laughs> uh, the character or Carlos? The character. Uh, Yami from uh, Black Clover. Oh, one hundred percent. 100%. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Black Clover is a goth kid's fever dream. It's so good. Black Clover is what, so when I was a kid, mid-2000s, before we all just started being on the computer all the time, mm-hmm. um, you would go to, like, there's always, like, a park you could go to. And, like, that's where, like, everyone hang out. And, like, one part of the park was always the goth kids. Like, smoking <sighs> cigarettes or something. But, like, but like it would be like there's the techno goth kids, there's the cyber goth kids, there's the emo kids, there's the they're yeah. all weirdos in black, but they're different types of weirdos. Yeah, they're in black So like there's like the subgenre of goth kids, and they all wore. Is that like a kind of like a West Side Story, but with 
goth kids. Yeah, well, exactly. Kind sort of, of, sort of, but I think the unifying factor is um, everyone's hot uh, in their outfits, everyone's and hot. and and anime is a very big unifying factor. I think mm-hmm. I think people people all like kind of there's there's a little overlap. They might yeah, like so different shows, but it's all overlap. Yeah, that Black Clover. The whole anime is just let's get that part of the park and put it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. Such a good anime. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is really good. Love anime. I'm currently wearing an Evangelion shirt. So. <gasps> oh, I will have to send you. I made a um, I made a anime bops playlist. I send my friends that I know are into it just because it brought me joy. Uh, Ava, Ava, of course, being on it prominently. Uh, um, there's an anime playlist on my Spotify that I listen to often to the help calm me down. Exactly. Because it's it, never like good, like it's never like calm down music. It's always like, let me listen to the most intense song off the Tokyo Ghoul album. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and and, D- and Dave's just sitting here like, what is this podcast doing? My first <laughs> shirt on. It's a great shirt. Also very gothy show. I found, oh, I found in the ladies section of the thrift store. And also very gothy move. Um, mm-hmm. My um, my my first year of recovery, I would go to meetings on Friday and Saturday. And before that, I would go to, this was back in the day um, when either things were torrented or rented. And I would go to our local anime store. We had like a rental store. What was and the I would of get the anime store? I, th- the, I feel like it's something funny and inside baseball that I won't know about. Oh, there was one. Okay. One in Pasadena was called Kawaii Anime. And I don't, I think it was like Anime Express or something. It was really dumb up in San Luis Obispo. Shout they out. just turned like a, a, the preppy express store into anime store and they just yeah, put, somebody anime. just put an anime yeah. sticker on the top of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. An abandoned express store. And instead of yeah. like redoing it, they just put anime stickers everywhere. Yes. And anime, like anime store or rental store or something like that always smells vaguely like Cheetos and that kind of cheese that gets oh, pumped, you know? I- know the exact smell yes who doesn't love pump? No. Who it doesn't always love smells pump like stale cheese? something stale you know they used to call me <laughs> pump cheese in high school <laughs> <laughs> yeah when you call me pump cheese <laughs> <laughs> i love it when you call me big pump cheese <laughs> put your hands in the air oh no put them back down you put on the other end. oh god oh god <laughs> You know, I think that's what it is. I think it's the smell of sweaty people that didn't put on deodorant, but also are smart enough not to put their arms up. Yes, yes, yes. It's a sad fact about the anime community. It is. We are a smelly group. Um, We are a smelly group. group. Um, But yeah, so that was a big part of coming into like the authenticity of being who I am, like, like, and just being like, this is a thing I enjoy and enjoying it um wholeheartedly and without um without shame and i think that i think that that is was a big like immediate benefit of getting clean for me was uh just this this feeling of like acceptance for myself and acceptance for my interests you know and so um it's always been a big part of my 
my my spiritual journey and a little bit of an obsession, especially been mainlining it lately. Um, uh, I, 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 yeah, you know, you know, you know, you've got like, and you've got your homies, right? So like I texted, I texted again, Carlos, uh, previous guest on the pod, fabulous person. I texted him just the words, yo, Tokyo Revengers. And he, and he messaged me back. Um, I'm five minutes in and I was like, are we anime twinning? What's happening right now? <laughs> are we, are we linked? What's happening? Uh, but um, one of the, one of those, it just happens with, with anime, especially with when you're close friends or with anime, you're just like, Hey, uh, did you hear about uh, this new, the show? I didn't even come out. And we're like, have you heard of a uh, Jujutsu Kaisen? Oh. I've been wanting to watch it. And like, we made it a point to like every week we meet and we watch <gasps> it together. Like it was really cool actually. It was a vibe, yeah. We were both like at that ending. We're like incredible. See, see, and and similar to similar to folks in the program, (laughs) just coming together. This is this is revenge for all the fish talk. So this is. I don't go get the fuck out of here. I don't go that deep into fish. Yeah, you do. All right, next time we have next time we have another guest on that is into the band Fish. I'm gonna go into a a fish deep dive, and you'll be like, "Oh wow, he didn't even scratch the surface the last couple times." Oh my gosh. Um, Well, neither have we actually. Uh, so so the way I'm gonna I'm gonna rate because I've listened to some fish because you kept talking about it because I I listened to the backlog. It's a great show. Thank you. Thank you. Would to be a good guest and prepare. (laughs) Well, yeah, you you probably should be. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You'd be surprised. (laughs) I didn't say that. You did. Um, That's right. (laughs) uh, And uh, I was like, you know what? Let's listen to fish. I hear about fish a lot. And to rank it in tiers, just like how anime people did. Uh, It's B tier. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Not bad, but yeah, it's fine. I think you would enjoy. I can see how people can love it. I I think you would enjoy. Both of y'all would enjoy a live fish experience, just because there's a lot of costumery, a lot Mm -hmm. of joy, a lot of Uh, wild dancing. I've been to the Flaming Lips. So oh, as like, have I. They're uh, phenomenal. They're great. I, I was, but I was I'm so like, you know, when they did the Bubble concert where everybody was in their own sphere, mm-hmm. I was like, this is the only band that's doing the COVID precautions correctly because everybody and had their fun. own, yeah, their own inflatable bubble at the concert. It's funny because they could absolutely do that same show outside of like the pandemic, and people would be like, this is a great same thing. So, yeah, they, I mean, yeah, he was jumping inside of a bubble before anybody else. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well. Now that we've bonded, let's get into these questions. We, we should do the pod. Yeah, we, we should, should like do. I I could shoot the shit all day with you. And, and we're having you. You know what? We're we're doing like a Marin episode. You know what I mean? Where the first fifteen minutes are just like him yelling about his cats. You know. Um, oh, okay, got it. Yeah, um, but now we're gonna get into the. Let's get into it. Like, what is your, what is your experience of surrender in your life? Like, usually the op- the Tonight Show opening from Conan O'Brien when you ran to surrender across America. Uh-huh. That's, That's my experience of surrender. It's really good. It's good. Okay. It's good job. <laughs> uh, my experience of surrender. So I pondered this question a lot because I'm like, what does that mean? Because like, what is surrender? Blah, blah, blah. You're right. Um, it, I think it's one of those things. Surrender is kind of like, accepting things as they are Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're like this is what it is 
and okay <laughs> yeah there, there's a lot of there's a lot of times where uh in my life personally I've experienced just like there's this is it like there's no I'm I'm bowing I'm fucked I'm that's what I see or it's been the opposite we're like this is great this is awesome right so I think surrender is just being in the uh in the moment and like the other the the main thing i think i take away from that is um i i've never really caught on to aa i tried it twice uh, there's aspects of it that i'm like ah i'm good right <laughs> uh, but but you know there's there's the one thing i do take from it that's helped a lot is one day at a time mm-hmm. so i surrender to the day i guess i go i i'm just worried about today that's all i'm worried about like, yeah. I'm, can I get through today? Right. Cause I mean, if, if you're alive and you're breathing, you have made it through your worst day mm-hmm. up to this point. And a lot of us worry about tomorrow and the next day and the next week and the next month and so on and so forth, which is important things to worry about. Right. Cause obviously, you know, you have bills, you have things you're working for, you have goals, but you know, to expect every day to go well and to expect everything to be fine and to plan every day isn't realistic. Um, so my thing is I just trust my gut every time and anytime yeah. I haven't trusted my gut and let fear or something else take over, it's put me in a spot where I don't want to be. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, I would say, I would argue now is a spot I don't want to be in. I'm not where in the city that I love, I'm not doing what I love to the level I want to do it at. And it's because I didn't trust my gut. And mm. now I'm here, but now, you know, I got to make the best of it. And this is where I'm at. Oh, this is where I'm at. There are days that are bad. There are days that are good. Today technically was a bad day. And I'm like, okay, well, you know what? We got the show. We got this thing we got to do. And it's going to be all right. It might turn the whole day around. But, you know, That's, these uh, things we're, happen. We're trying. You can start your day over at any time. That's our belief around these yeah, parts. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. But, yeah, I mean, that's the way I see surrender. Like, it's just like, just not yeah. deal with it. But, you know, it's like, it's here. Let's, let's figure this out. There's no well, point in trying to push it away. Well, what's going on? Like what's, what's happening with your, with your if, circumstances? If you don't mind. If you don't mind. Ah, gotcha. Well, I do mind. Uh, and uh, you'll be hearing from my lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> and they will all be wearing kitty cat headphones. I hope yes, so. Yes. On, I recommend it. Lawyers. These ears I bought separately. You can just buy ears for your headphones. Mm. I'll send you the link. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Googling now. <laughs> <laughs> Or like 12 bucks. Because uh, I want, so side note here, these headphones, there's the more expensive ones with the ears already attached and they do lights and stuff. Ooh. At the time I was like, I don't, I don't need to do all that. What am I, a Twitch streamer? And then, uh, and then, but I still wanted cat ears. So I just ordered them separately. So, I love that. Um, let's see. Uh, just, um, it's, it all happened when, when the Fire Nation attacked. No, uh, <laughs> uh, no, it was during the pandemic um pandemic hit um i was i had been fired from my job that february on valentine's day can you believe these assholes oh no and um and it was one of those things where i'm like you know what fuck it (laughs) screw it like i was bummed out obviously Mm -hmm. but at that point i was doing pretty well with like comedy bookings and magic bookings and i was and i looked at the math and i was just like actually i tend to make a lot of money next month and I have bookings ahead of time already. Like, I think I can, I think, I think I'll be all right. Like literally for a month, I was living the dream. I woke up whatever time I wanted. 
I learned a new magic trick. I would practice it that night at a mic or something. And then at that weekend, I'd have a couple shows that would pay my bills. Like it was the dream. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the pandemic hit. All my bookings got canceled in the week. Um, I had a tour in March. The day we were supposed to leave, the day before we were supposed to leave for the tour, I got sick. I was petrified that I was like, I got it. I got the COVIDs. Uh, it wasn't, thankfully, but I was I was still like hella sick. Like mm-hmm. they were like, oh, you have uh, you have strep throat. I was like, oh, thank God, right? Yeah. Then, <laughs> the, the first time that's ever been preferable. They're like, oh, good, my insides are bleeding. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, I still haven't paid the medical bill, and <laughs> and uh, and you know, and I was just like, look, I can power through it, but you know, I don't think it's a good luck if we go on tour. It would, this was going to be a tour with me and my, my good friend. And um, we were really excited. We had put deposits down on shit. We had figured out like places to stay, the works. We're going to slum it on tour, baby. And then I got sick and I was like, you know, maybe we shouldn't, uh, maybe we shouldn't go, blah, blah, blah. And then we kind of decided, like, you know what, we can't go. Like, even, even though we know it's not COVID, it's not a good look for like yeah. all these reports that happen and be like, hey guys, what's going on? Hey, do you hear about Jesus, right? Like, just like sounding like I'm dying um, at a show. And so we didn't end up going. And then what happened is literally like two hours later, all the shows got canceled due to COVID anyway. Oh, geez. Yeah. So it's one of those deals where you're like, God damn it. Like we can't get anything. And then pandemic happens. I'm running out of money. I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? And I'm interviewing for jobs. And there was one job that I was going to get, which I could do from home, like the works. Right. And then, um, started getting phone calls from my family and they're like come home come to houston blah 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 and i was you know i'm not gonna lie to you i was really scared because and i hadn't re-signed my lease because i was already planning to move yeah so it's one of those things like fuck what am i gonna do i don't need to move blah 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 and and yeah and so i decided to come back and it's funny because i remember the day my family came to pick me up like my gut was screaming at me i was like leave them make them leave don't leave you're right where you're supposed to be. Don't do this. Right. And, but I was scared. And so I left. I remember bawling, crying for like half that 18 hour drive. Because I was like, I think I made a mistake. And I did. <laughs> and I did. And I'm, I'm like, I'm grateful for my family. They, they took me sure. in. I was unemployed. They took care of me. The work, right? The, there's no knock on them for, for helping me out on everything. But um, it's one of those things where like, you know, you messed up. And you know you can't fix it. And it's like, okay, what, you know, what do we do now? And so it's one of those things where, you know, you're just, you're kind of miserable. And like, you know, it's weird because like the narrative between friends and family here have been like, dude, you can do stand up here. You can do magic here. You can do all that stuff here. And I, like, yeah, I get that. Bless you. Uh, <laughs> uh, you. I get that. But like, I don't want to do it here. <laughs> This yeah. is not where I want to be at. And just knowing the addict's mindset that I have, um, I know that if I get us on a stage here, I'm going to settle just because it's that mm. little hit of yeah something. But, and then I'll never, the urge to go back is going to be hard. Sure. Houston is where I grew up. It's my hometown technically, but I definitely see Chicago as home because it's sure. the first place I ever moved to. Or live that where I was like, oh, I can just be me mm-hmm. fully, mm-hmm. like to its maximum potential. Sure. Like, um, I don't know. It's just it's weird because I remember my first couple months when I moved to Chicago. 
I was only a year sober. And I was in that like dry drunk, like just angry at the world mode in my head. And I was just acting like how I would act in when I was doing stand up in Texas and then it, it wasn't working. And I'd be like, what's happening? And then I started just being my weird old self and I found my people and I found my, my crowd in the works. Right. And I was like, oh, I was making face in Texas because I wanted to get on stage for shows for people I didn't even like versus Chicago where I'm doing shows with people I love. Well, cause there's mm -hmm. more, there's more of an abundance of people that are aligned with what your true North is in a city like Chicago. Mm -hmm. Definitely. You know? Definitely. And, and so, I, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I would say like, I love, when I lived in Chicago, I was burning it down. Like I, I didn't get sober till I moved to central Illinois, but you can always find your people in Chicago and that's whatever you do, whether you were like me and you drank sun up to sundown where you finish off at um, you know, the 4 a.m. bar, you get a burrito and you wait till the graveyard <laughs> bar opens at 7 a.m., you can find your people. Like, I literally would saddle up to the bar at 7 in the morning with people who got off work from their warehouse jobs or, or the tire plant in the mm -hmm. area. I would just continue to drink and no one would bother me. Like, so <laughs> even in a, in a positive or negative light, you will always find uh, your crew in Chicago. Yeah, so I'm I miss home. I am very homesick, and that's mm -hmm. the thing I'm struggling with right now. So that sounds like an insane moment in in, <laughs> yeah. in your current sobriety. What has been the most insane moment, though, either before you got sober or currently? Like, what would you say your most insane moment has been? I've had a lot of weird moments and like really crazy ones, both good and bad. <laughs> I'm trying to think of one that I'm just like, this is the story I got to tell. And, uh, and there's, but I don't think I could tell it. So that's the problem. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. I'm going to go with, you know what? This is the story I tell often. Um, it's about the day I decided to get sober. Sure. Um, I had the reason I got sober and really the reason I'd gotten like such bad, uh, bad at alcoholism, I guess, for like, a, I guess I caught it. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I was starting to drink really heavily towards the tail end of a relationship just because I was really stressing about everything, money, my career, life in general. So I was drinking a lot and there was like a shame attached to it. Mm. Like I wasn't just drinking beers at the house. I was, I'd be like, okay, the girlfriend isn't here. Let me, good, 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 good. then I'll brush my teeth. And like, great, they won't notice. And then, yeah, and then like, that person broke up with me they dumped me and that was a big catalyst in just my life in general because i was excuse. it's the ultimate excuse to it's kill the pain. ultimate excuse to like just get real fucking fucked up mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i just drank super heavy for the next few months and um one day and i'd like driven drunk home i almost got in a car accident i almost died like twice not crazy those aren't the craziest experiences the most insane moments uh, yeah uh, i made a fool of myself at a show like just being not a good person and then i remember doing a festival and it was being recorded and i saw the tape and i was like who is that like who the fuck is that person yeah they're not even funny like they're just mad at the world and they're yelling at the crowd and then and instead of being like i should be better i just got drunk again and then um a bit a big trigger for me is uh my parents 
uh, just like just health, like mental health related, like a big trigger is parents and stuff because they have a lot of trauma. And um, like I, I love them obviously, but it's just it's one of those things where it's like you know there were kids raising kids, mm-hmm. and so um, I remember being drunk, getting a phone call, being like, "Yeah, everything's great," like just lying through my teeth. Everything's great. And I'm fine. Like, I'm fine. We're fine. I'm <laughs> hanging up, putting the phone down, getting drunk, getting drunker, and then I looked in the mirror, like to when I like pissed all over the floor, and I saw um. I saw my dad looking back oh at me God. and like literally like, cause I look a lot like my dad and you know, my dad is a lot. I'll leave it at that. He's a lot. Um, sure. And I hated every second of it. I was just like, Oh, you're becoming the person you don't like. I had oh. this, I had the same experience. I yeah. looked in the mirror one night and I saw, I normally look just like my dad. And then I looked in the mirror and I saw my mom and I was like, oh, uh oh, rut row. Yeah. Better, better do something. I did know? the Simpsons caller thing. Like, the old, like, yeah. <laughs> no, old Gil. Old no. Gil's in trouble. No, old Gil's going to get him this time. Uh, no, yeah. It's just, it's just, I saw that and I freaked out. I was just like, oh, this is not what I want at all. What's happening? And then I, Cold turkey that <laughs> I haven't drank since. Oh wow! Yeah, and then like I tried different coping mechanisms, and I just the other thing is like growing up, I always felt uh, alone. Mm-hmm. Like I, I always was like, I guess I'll just figure this out myself. And yeah. so like I'm, I'm very used to being alone, and to the point where now I kind of enjoy being alone. And uh, so getting outside help didn't seem terribly plausible to me. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, later on I did, but those that first year, and then that first year I also like got a new job, and I had like decided to move to Chicago. It was like a whole wild ride, but uh, but yeah, and like it's crazy because it's wild how things can just change in a single moment. Because because that was the time I realized like I was a terrible person to my partner, like <laughs> right. And then I realized, and then like now I realized, I was like, oh, that's what, that's what my parents are too. And that's what I did. Yeah. Oh, I'm bad. That's not good. And so, yeah. And so like, I was the worst, like literally just all the toxic male traits that get people canceled today. I was doing. 100%. Yeah. Not to the point of like, you know, absolute monster, but like, you know, the gaslighting and the manipulation and shit like that. I yeah. That. And I'm not proud of it, but it's something I did and something that it took me a while to like learn from and grow out of and but yeah but like that moment I remember it being like so insane to me and that was the catalyst of Mm self-improvement and I think that's something like when you hit bottom you know people think oh that's bottom there's only one way to go it's like no you can go deeper oh yeah 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 yeah. absolutely I always maintain that we all have the same bottom at the end of the day and it's six feet under so, there you go. So depending Hold on whether you me want to... now, I'm the edge, and I'm thinking, I'm so far down. We gotta complete. We gotta sing Creed. We gotta sing it. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah sorry, Anna. That that's your. We just created 
uh, hard right there. I know. I, I knew I recognized it as a creed because which, everybody we, goes, which is Scott <laughs> Stapped, which is yeah. a nice, which is a nice aside that Scott Stapp, uh, I don't know if you remember, but he mm-hmm. passed out drunk on stage, which basically ended that band's. He also got drunk live on television. On Spike Ooh, TV. Hasn't, I mean, <laughs> well, it's a Spike TV, right? Ellen but like, it. but like, he's straight up like lost his shit. Yeah, he's doing better now. I think. I think he's like thinks people are after him, which is a thing. But whatever. Also, I hope you find this. He's piece. changed to uh, amphetamines. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Don't don't go the DMX route. No. Oh, no. People <laughs> like DMX way better than you, Scott. No. Yeah, <laughs> you can't survive it. No one's gonna put your casket in a monster truck. <laughs> <laughs> But, but yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things where where it uh, uh it just it changed my life for the better. But that doesn't mean the trip here was easy at all because it wasn't. And yeah, it's been a it's a struggle every day. It's a struggle to try to catch yourself and like, oh, that was shitty. I shouldn't have done that. I'm so dumb, right? Like you and you see that trait in other people and other people around you, and you're just like, you're not gonna listen to me. So. Well, it, you know, it, it's fascinating. You and I have a lot in common and we're both, um, brown. Yeah. We're both brown. Also, again, <laughs> you remind me of so much of Carlos. You guys got to meet and we all got to sit around and just riff, riff until we pass out. Um, but the there is a there's such a decision it, for me. I've spent a lot of my life believing that my decisions were the next mistake. Mm-hmm. Rather than being like this, this was a decision I can make other decisions around it. It sounds like you're really struggling with decision making and decision making regret. Like, how how are you making decisions right now? Now that you've kind of you made a decision that maybe wasn't like ideal. Like, how are you making decisions currently? Uh, I flip a coin. No, uh... <laughs> <laughs> magic eight ball. Um... Magic eight ball astrology astrology i i do chaos magic yeah chaos magic yes yeah it's something i definitely wanted to look into i'm like how wild can this get uh no uh let's see here uh how do i make decisions i just trust my gut yeah every time i've trusted my gut it's gone well even when i think it didn't go well it turns out well i'm like oh fuck i should have listened to my gut i shouldn't have done that and then it's like, oh, that actually worked out tremendously. What the hell? Like, my gut has this weird sixth sense of just, I, me and my gut have been through a lot. When I was a kid, I, when I was born with, like, messed up intestines. <laughs> like, had to get surgery or I was going to die of starvation. Yeah. Uh, which is funny because I've definitely beaten it now, baby. <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, uh, oh, if you're listening, I'm fat. Uh, <laughs> stop thanks for, thanks for uh, um, giving a, a visual to the audio <laughs> yes yes think um think like a, a chunky weeb with cat ears on that's all you needed to worry about uh, uh so no yeah and so like and like when i was a kid i was really sickly in general just with my stomach stemming from that surgery so, so so me and my gut been through it. And anytime my gut tells me to do something, where if I'm like, should I do this decision? I listen to my gut and it's never, literally never let me down. Yeah. The only time it's let me down, it's when I have cheese and I'm like, I think I'm, I think I'm okay. Oh my God. <laughs> and then like 10 minutes later, oh, I'm going to do that. I'm not okay. Give us cheese. Not okay. No, I can't give you cheese. Remember the light, but please give us cheese. Okay. Maybe this time it'll be different. Cheese. Yeah. Cheese. Yeah. It, it, 
if you don't think your gut is also flawed like you are, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's they that's, call it that's, the second brain. They, they call, call it the second brain, and I and I treat it like it's my first brain because my first brain is real dumb. So I. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so that's what I do. I just trust my gut. If if I get presented an opportunity, something, I go. Like, and it's it's never a thing where it's um never a thing where like, well, let me think about it. It's right, or like I think about it hard, it's my stomach going, Don't do it. Don't do mm-hmm. it. Or it's like, no, nah, yeah, that sounds good, do it. Yeah. It's always immediate. Well, I, I think I, he... to the point where I have to often feign, like, hmm, let me think about it. And my gut's already been like, What the fuck are you doing, idiot? You already don't want to do it. I'm like, you know, that's true, but let's think about it. It's like, no, you don't. Okay. I I, my favorite phrase to tell somebody who's expecting an answer for something is, um, you know, can I get back to you on that? Mm-hmm. Can I, can I, can, can you give me until tomorrow and then we'll talk about it? And that, that is always a, um, or I don't have an answer for that. Like that is like that, that always helps. But I think what you're describing is tremendous self-knowledge. Like you, you have to know who you are and um, how, like, what would you say has been the most surprising thing you've learned about yourself so far? These transitions into the questions are impeccable, by the way. There's so- ah! <laughs> we we make dozens so of dollars podcasting, sir. Dozens. You, dozens. you make tens of twenties of dollars. Yes. Mm-hmm. Upwards of 22. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you're professionals. Um, surprising thing I've learned about myself. Insane moments. Could be good or bad. Doesn't matter. Could be good or bad my capacity to deal with emotions mm. yeah because i used to bottle everything up all the time in and and i still do in many ways but in in the sense of like i'm not even going to bother feeling this emotion i'm going to distract myself with something else um that kind of that kind of thing where you're like i'm not even going to pay attention to it. and now just years of you know on and off therapy like thinking about it the the best thing i've learned is to just live in that emotion and Mm -hmm. like um like right now i'm angry all the time Mm -hmm. uh but i'm not constantly like bursting out because i i don't know what this is called i know it's called something but instead of being like i'm angry and blah be like you know what anger take a seat let's talk about it see i like to push the anger down until it turns into stomach cancer that's there you go, right? Like a like a Catholic in New England. I don't like apologizing. Sit down. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. just bottle it and bury it. You'd be a, cover it in sweet sweet cheese. You'd be a great <laughs> Latino dad. Um, yeah, it exactly. is. Yeah, that is nailing it. You're like, just killing it. Like you're right. No, yeah, just like um, because what happens when you bottle it up is that it just you're still mad. Mm-hmm. And now it, and you're like, no, nah, I got control nowhere. of it. You're yelling at us every night. <laughs> <laughs> you get mad at like you. You don't sweat the the big things you should be sweating, but this is it, rat salsa, and you lose your shit at it, right? It's like I, there's there's only two reasons why you're getting mad because you know they didn't include cutlery in your fucking Uber Eats order, or they messed <laughs> up an order. It's because one. You don't have real problems, which most people do. There's yeah. people who don't have real problems, and you're like, really you're getting mad at the cashier at a Marshall's lady, or you bottle your shit up and you just push it down. Yeah, and I think and like, there's no point in doing that. Like you know, 
the other thing I have to deal with a lot is um, just in, in a lot of, in my family group, uh, I've always felt that I'm never allowed to show emotion. Right. Like I can't feel sad. I can't feel angry. I can't even get excited because everybody tells me to chill immediately, which I hate. Like hate is a strong word and I rarely use it, Uh, but I fucking hate that. (laughs) And uh, am I allowed to curse? I didn't even ask. Yes, of course. Curse it up. Fuck and, yeah. Okay, <laughs> Dave, it's very sexual. Um, <laughs> I'm not mad at it. Um, so <laughs> we're bringing an energy. We're trying out here. Yeah, let's do I'm it. Just let's trying get... to fit into this anime yeah. next love fest here. I'm just, I'm uh, just a white guy trying to find his place in this pod. <laughs> right. Yeah, because there's no spaces for white people. I'm <laughs> telling you, when's gonna be. When is going to be my chance to shine, okay? Like a thousand years of rigging the system and crushing it, not enough for this guy. I need more time at the top, please. please. Reminds me of the Pat Oswalt boat. Like we still control 94% of shit, but it, but it sucks now. Like, you, you, it's I not think, as fun now, right? That's what he says. Yeah, I think, you know, I was thinking the other day, I was, I was walking the dog and it occurred to me that like, the, the point of maintaining supremacy, whether that is patriarchal supremacy or white supremacy is, uh, God forbid, we all take a second to reflect on how we're flawed. Yeah. You know what and, I mean? And my thing, and the thing I've learned a lot about myself is like, you got to accept them, buddy. And you got to move on from them. Because, yeah. you know, I think self-improvement is just being insanely honest with yourself and just being like, okay, so I'd like to tell people live in that emotion. Don't ignore your anger. You're angry. That's normal. Yeah. That's a normal human emotion. Yeah. Would you rather it affect your goddamn health every goddamn day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you rather just be angry in the moment like, and like figure out why you're mad and then deal with it later? Well, what yeah. would you Sorry, go Oh, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, no, I was just going to say, like, I recognize that I'm angry all the time. Yeah. I'm always angry, but I'm never trying to do outbursts. I'm never yelling. I'm never doing that. I'm trying so hard to do that. Because I've always felt, like I said before, like I'm never allowed to show my emotions. Yeah. And like, while that sucks, it's also like in a weird way been like, okay, well, why am I not allowed to show these emotions? Do I really get that angry? And it's like, oh, that's not my problem. That's that's on them. Because did you did you ever when you were a kid get the like fix your face? Don't embarrass me. Like, uh, I don't think I have. Yeah. No, not that specifically. I've seen the trauma happen in front of me like at a store and i'm like that kid's gonna have some problems (laughs) you know i've seen that and you know that kind of stuff but i mean like uh just i was a very emotional kid a very sensitive kid now and you know it's just one of those things where it's like why are you worried you're 15 years old and it's like dude kids are (laughs) kids are going through shit that you don't understand you know what i'm saying like i can't I was going through some shit when I was 15, trying to figure out what the fuck I'm going to do for my future because the world's telling me I need to get my shit together by 16. Yeah. Like, I heard a coworker the other day, like, just, you know, she's a mom and she's complaining about her kid. She's like, oh, my kid's so emotional. She's yelling, like, I'm worried about my future. She's like, you're 16. You're fine. I'm like, you don't understand the pressure that's on kids nowadays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your kid. And she's like, well, do you have kids? I was like, no, but I was closer to 15 than you are. And let me tell you, it fucking sucked. It's crazy. 
Yeah, it's crazy. And, it's and like, so welcome to adulthood. The world is on, the world is boiling. Um, you are already economically behind the eight ball and you'll never catch up to your grandparents and your parents. So good luck. Have a, yeah. have a great day. Download also, TikTok. Standard. <laughs> yeah, right. Also, here's a bunch of standards from uh, old culture that doesn't really apply to you anymore, but we're going to judge you for it anyway. Bye. Yeah. And yeah. And also those standards, you're going to buck up against them and you're going to spend your entire, I, I stand, I stand the, the TikTok talk teens i'm i it is my i feel like as a elder millennial is the oldest version of a millennial you could possibly be um it's my job to uh propel the voices of the of the gen zers and to support whatever causes they're about because they're inheriting this this fucking dumpster fire and it's just my job to to help them it's not my I, you know, I was, I was too busy trying to survive in a way, you know what I mean? It's now it's their time to shine. <laughs> I, I had to legit say this to an adult, uh, not too long ago where they were about their kid. They're like, all, all they want to do is become TikTok famous. That's all they want to do. And that's not a good goal. I'm like, well, you, sh you should be honest with them that there are people paying their bills because they're TikTok famous. So like, at least if you don't want them to do that, that's fine, but at least be realistic. I'm like, I know a guy in his mid forties who's got a million subscribers on TikTok, and it's because he started yelling questions out of his car window at people and yes i'm talking about our good friend josh Nance. yeah that's <laughs> but it's just like he literally is 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 doing the thing that people want to see and he's in his mid 40s so don't tell that kid that it's not possible because it is possible you know yeah i mean maybe that's not the most steady of goals like we're like i want to be famous like everybody out in los angeles mm -hmm. has that fucking same goal but it is possible like i i don't like telling kids that because that's what happened to me you know when i was young it's like oh this idea you have that you wanted that's impossible mm -hmm. you know like i was just like i want to be famous for telling jokes and they're like no you need to go do but i'm like it's possible so you can tell me it's, it's not very likely. possible yeah you can tell me it's not likely that's fine but don't say it's impossible because it I, costs I can, nothing I, to I, I, I fucking eyeballs right it costs nothing to you know support somebody yeah it, it actually takes more energy to be like no don't do it versus like mm -hmm. you know what try it fuck it you might yeah so like things like tiktok and shit like that um every human wants to be heard connection and yeah. if they're a young kid trapped in a room for two years leave, yeah for two years and they see a thing where people can express how weird they fucking are and other people are like hey i'm that too yeah mm -hmm. they're gonna do it let them yeah. you fucking idiots like yeah, before tiktok you had to move to chicago to be the exactly. weirdness that you wanted to be <laughs> exactly. now they could just do it you could move to chicago from your bedroom exactly exactly but yeah well, I, I would say i mean i think that i think i answered the surprising thing i think live, so too live in the emotion it's okay it, to be sad it's okay to be angry and you started it's, to answer the next thing which is how honest are you with yourself and others it sounds like uh, you're honest. i'm very honest with myself i try to be honest with others as much as i can but i also recognize that at the end of the day just like how there's walls against me that i held up there's walls that they hold up mm-hmm so what I mentioned earlier that I don't feel like it can be expressed after a while, I was like, you know, I can be mad at that or I can just deal with the, they're not ready for that. Mm, yeah. To deal with like a fully emotional me and that's okay. Let them, it's fine. Yeah. Right. Cause I know that I can be honest with myself and that's all right. Like that's, yeah. that's the thing. And like, I'm honest with myself 
too often, right? Where it's like, um, where it's like, uh, man, you're fucking mad all the time. What is wrong with you? And mm. You're like, well, where do we start? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know. And it's it's just one of those deals where it's like, okay, well, we gotta we gotta figure this out, right? And yeah, I think I'm. That's the thing. I used to lie to myself all the time. Like, I got this. I got this drinking thing. Oh, whatever. She's just some girl. I'll it's gonna find be better somebody next else. Time. It'll be better next time. Yeah, it'll be. It'll be. It's fine. We're fine. Uh, and then one day I was like, I'm not okay. I need to figure yeah. shit out. I need to get my shit together. And like, that's that's what I do. Like, even the job I have now, I was like seven months unemployed. Mm-hmm. Because of the pandemic, and then I got a job, and then you know I just got money for the first time in a long time, and I was spending it like an idiot. Mm. Just be like, I'm gonna get this shirt I wanted. I'm gonna get this thing, right? And then you know, uh, my my brother had a really good conversation with me. I want to say conversation. He was kind of like, "You're fucking up," and I was <laughs> like, and I was just like, oh, "Shit, he's right." <laughs> were, yeah, that's the thing. If you're gonna be honest with yourself, you also have to take that honesty in. Mm-hmm. from other places and my brother well, yeah. is essentially telling me you're fucking up dude and it's a fine line money between twi- treat yourself and like i like that pleasure button to be rung exactly right. all day exactly. long and as somebody who's been angry for over a year you're like i need something right <laughs> t-shirt will fix me exactly um, the new zelda skyward sword hd for nintendo switch will fix this guy yeah i need to play super punch 64 always um but uh wait, that there's a cross pretend. section here there's I think, a there's a i, I think, there's I think we're, we're hitting some buttons me and you i think the we Creed are and the video game and a get out of here no yeah <laughs> this is a bro zone for the next half of this podcast but yeah but yeah it's one of those deals where like i will always take honesty and sure. and i will only give honesty out when asked right because i like that that's no, the hard that's the hard that's one. that's the hard one but mm-hmm. you got to do that one because it's that's i think the one to do because no, everybody hates a judgmental person. Everybody hates somebody who's in their business. I'm like, yeah. hey, I just won't be in your business. I try to be out of the way as much as possible. If you genuinely ask me, I'll go, mm-hmm. this is what I think. A lot of people yeah. like to vent. They don't like to hear the advice part. So I don't bother with the advice part. Yep. I go, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. But, you know, the one thing I, I, I will say about that is just like, you got to know this goes both ways. So if... Every time we hang out, you're just complaining about X, Y, Z. And then you're like, why don't you hang out with me anymore? And then I tell you, it's because all you do is complain about X, Y, Z. I had a friend call me um, uh, emotional cum dumpster because people would just. Was it me? I mean, many people have called <laughs> me this. Like a, I'm like, that sounds like a thing yeah. I would say. I'm like, wait, I'm right here. Just say me. People, because what would happen is that. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> you just got to breathe into that one. <laughs> uh, That's another great of, shirt idea. I was okay. taking a sip of my soda and she said the phrase and I literally like choked on my drink. It's, I mean, it's, it's so accurate because it's like people I have, or I call it resting therapist face. People come up to me and they'll be like, you're a good listener. And they'll just tell me everything. And what I found is that friendships are friendships. It's real simple. It's friendships are people that tell you how they feel and then mm-hmm. hold space for you in return. It yeah, isn't just 100%. like, 
tell you how they feel, praise you for listening to them, and then run away. Yeah, they're that's, not trying yeah. to cocky their problems all over your face. Exactly. exactly. It's, I mean, it's really we're, true. We're going deep. We're going we're deep. We're going deep. No, no, now we're in the hentai uh, area. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we are. Yes, See, we are. There's the cross section we can all enjoy. You know, you know it's funny. how funny <laughs> would it be if, us... like, if like Dave was like, oh, hentai? I know that. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, whoa! Whoa, whoa. It's been my little secret. He just no. has that tentacle hand puppet that pops up. Like, wow, okay. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. No, there's no king shaming here. Is that what is it squirting? What is that? Um, <laughs> no, uh, ink. It's just ink. It's, oh, oh that, why is that worse? Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just one of those. Yeah, you described friendship very well. Uh, yeah, because I mean, it's that's that's what it is. You nailed it. Wow, I can't say it better. Well, and I, you know, it's like it's like I've done. It's like I've invested thousands of dollars in therapy and worked the steps a couple of times. You know, like it is, it is a very interesting like uh, thing because for me, a lot of a lot of getting trapped in that cycle is about fear and anxiety. It's about will I be accepted? Will I be loved? if I'm not the kind of emotional cum dumpster this person wants me to be in this moment, you know, you know, just trauma geisha. That's another, <laughs> like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ways that we can, <laughs> we can <laughs> describe this phenomenon that is ultimately like people pleasing and a bunch of other stuff. Like, what is your, like, what is your experience of like fear and anxiety? Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's it. Yes. That's my fear and anxiety turns to anger real quick. So because it's it's a lot more palatable in my dumb brain to be angry than to say I'm afraid or I'm anxious. Oh, I always um, maybe it's because I love horror movies so much that I just go, I'm scared. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I get scared, and but like being being scared is a normal thing. Um. But I also try to figure out what, maybe that's why I love, I because I really love horror movies, but I love special effects even more. Mm. Like how practical effects are done. Mm -hmm. And and maybe that's why I love magic, because to me, what's more interesting is a good magic trick and then how it's done. Because I think it, because a good magic trick, if it's done in a really cool, interesting way, you're like, oh, this magic trick's even better now. Um. So... So I would say, so it's kind of like that. Like when I experience anxiety, it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, buddy, we'll take a seat. All right, let's talk right. about it. Let's figure this right, out. Right. We're scared right now. Why are we scared? And then I, I like literally, like I have that conversation in my bread, in my bread, hmm. mm -hmm. in my brain. Because you're not allowed to eat it. So you just have No, I'm not allowed to eat my, it. He can eat cheese. My emotional well, I'm support doing keto bread. now. I, I scream anxiety into my emotional support bread. Yeah, this is my anxiety loaf. Um, just, <laughs> on the plane, it's got a little vest, like emotional support bread. <laughs> emotional support bread. That's I, a shirt. That is a shirt. I also, like, I think that's back. black shirt, little loaf of bread on the on the breast here. All of us need to split our profits three ways because we, exactly. we we got some bangers. We're, we're, we're killing it. Well, you know, that is, I think, why people are getting into baking sourdough and baking loaves of bread in the pandemic because they were like they were they were in that space of that is uh, true they were they needed emotional support breads i i will say this like i think you need i think the way i do actually experience anxiety is i think i need to do something like i need to make something mm -hmm. not necessarily cooking 
which is how a lot of people experienced it. But like, you know, that's why I dove deep into like this podcasting. That's why I learned new magic tricks. Like, I just feel like I need to do something. And, and like, it's a problem because it's like, cool, I learned this new thing, but also I'm ignoring it. <laughs> but, but at some point, I do take that sit down moment to be like, all right, buddy, what's happening? Well- there is a there is a balance to it. So I'm a person who gets frozen by fear and anxiety. That's mm-hmm. kind of my that's kind of my mo. It's like, um, well, it's a it's it's been a journey. Um, my fight or flight is usually fight first, um, flight second, freeze last. But if I wear myself out in the fight or flight um, realm, and then have to sit down and really feel it what I'll find is that I'm frozen, I'm paralyzed in fear and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And um, what that looks like for me is indecision and action. And that's why the third, if if you're a 12 step person, the third step and the seventh step are kind of twinsies because Mm -hmm. there is a lot of, because a lot of our, you know, our, our defects in our seventh step or sixth step, it's like a lot of our defects are fueled by, by fear and anxiety. And a lot of indecision and lack of faith is fear fueled by fear and anxiety. And so the, um, that, that experience is totally, it's totally normal. And, and it can cause us to kind of like express ourselves in different ways. And, and, you know, whether it be, you know, the, between five and 10 years, I was, all emotions filtered through anger first. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after 10, it just sort of subsided. It's a really strange thing. And, 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 you know, and that kind of gets to like, we call them in the program character defects. Mm -hmm. Um, But what's one thing about yourself you'd like to change or that you've had a hard time really giving up? About my character? Yeah. There's this wig I put on. It's a bad wig. (laughs) Uh, let's see here. Um, let's see narcissism. Narcissism and like this urge to be mean. Mm. Uh, these are definitely genetic traits I gained. Because <laughs> uh, I see it in, you know, when you see something you don't like in somebody because you, you see it in yourself, right? And there's, there's, I see it all the time and I'm like, oh, because I hate that about myself. Like I'm very, that's another, to answer the honesty question again. That's something I'm very honest about. Why do I not like that? Oh, because I do that too. Like, because, and then I try to work on it. That's something I do often. But at the same time, it's narcissistic to do that. Right. You're just like, yeah. well, I'm this, and I should be the one who does this all the time, and I'm a perfect creature. And if only all of you could be as perfect as I am, yeah. right? Like, it's one of those deals where I'm constantly fighting it. Like, well, um, I one of my favorites, and it's like, um, it's my favorite way to describe comedians like just out of recovery doesn't even matter but it's the egomaniac with the inferiority complex is i'm one thousand percent i'm mm-hmm. a piece of shit but i'm at least better than you mm-hmm. that's and that i i that is something that i've tried to you know surrender to and like check myself mentally when i start feeling you know i mean mm-hmm. it's okay to to know you you have more skill than someone like it like just since we're all doing the stand up here it's okay to be like well, I'm a better stand-up than that person. But mm. what is not okay is like, I'm a better person than that person. And yeah, this is why. definitely. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, and that's the thing too. It's like you know, like if I have a great set and I know I'm hard, I'm I'm hard to follow. Not always, but like once you have a great set, you're like, man, that's going to be tough for that person. 
that's okay. That's enough ego to be like proud of yourself and like, okay, I'm confident in what I'm doing and my skill level. What it's not okay to do for me is to be like, man, I just murdered. That person's going to eat dicks because they suck. Yeah. It's like there's, it's a fine line between egomania and having an ego that's right size because a lot of people will be like, oh, you got to smash the ego completely. No, I don't got to smash my ego. I got to keep it right size because if I smash it completely, uh, that's not good because I already hate myself. Mm-hmm. I got to have just enough ego to brush my teeth and to shower and to be like, hey, you do have a chance because you, you have worked really hard. Because if I smash it completely, it's like, what the fuck do you even bother, motherfucker? Like yeah, that's exactly. that's the defects that I deal with constantly still. there It's better now. Like the wavelengths between, you know, uh, when, when it crops up really bad for me and when it's kind of like at a low point, like the wave is, is a little bit farther apart these days. But, you know, after almost 10 years sobriety like it still crops up like the egomania mm-hmm. will mm-hmm. crop up like i deserve this or how do they you know why don't i have this yet why aren't no. you all worshiping me at my altar and that's the thing like we have it in the question but like you you self make your altar out of shit yeah. <laughs> right it's right a, it's a uh you know um uh it's that it's like hurt by nine inch nails that song is, is literally about heroin well, and way to show your age dave the nine okay. inch nails version wow oh, oh bro you, not the johnny cash one i'm gonna tell a little side here just because i uh, uh, i they called you out on it do rele- it no, no it's I relevant it. uh i was at Lollapalooza before i got sober in chicago mm-hmm. and nine inch mm-hmm. nails was playing and there were so many people put and i was drunk as balls like drinking vodka all day and balls i made the drunkest my, of them yeah all the drunk balls and i made my way up to the fence and i was getting crushed and they were jamming and i was just i couldn't breathe anymore so i i i, I asked for help from the security i stumbled over to the marble steps uh you know uh, where uh, in the park where Lollapalooza was happening and i pass out on the steps they start playing Hurt, and I, like, rose from the dead and then dove back in to the crowd, even though I shouldn't have been there. That is the greatest <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. That's fucking awesome. Oh, I love yeah, that. 100%. I agree with you, Dave. That's that's the thing I deal with every day mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, I need to, like, stop being such a fucking narcissist. The yeah, one defect that I surrender to the most, I think, outside of that, though, I will say is... um. I do often see that I'm a little too sensitive to things. Mm-hmm. I take everything personally. Um, and that's the thing I'm working on. That's sure. a different type of narcissism. So I yeah. was thinking while well, you guys were talking about like the self-centered. Well, you guys were being narcissists. I'm... No, the, 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 the self-centered narcissism line that you were discussing, it works that way with codependency as well. Mm-hmm. And so it's um, it's the ability to like, hold space for someone and not make their their emotions and their actions about you you know and to be like because mm-hmm. i have a i i'm always asking myself because i i try to relate so people will tell me things and then i'll respond with oh wow when i've experienced that or you know that this um one addict helping another um was with is without parallel sort of like ethos right. but i have to ask myself at one point am i just creating opportunities to talk about my own experience at what point am I um, personalizing somebody else's experience rather than being mature enough to sit with them and be okay with it? And that is, um, it runs, the self-centered, the self-centered nature of addiction runs in both directions. It can be with the people addiction. It can be with the, you know, the external stimulation addiction, but it comes, 
you know, it comes in waves. And um, I love what you guys said about that. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, and before right now, you nailed it there. Yeah. Uh-huh, oh, go ahead. Well, thank you. Before we get to our next question, we're going to pause and get a little word from our sponsors. Support for 12 Questions Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code 12QPOD. That's 12QPOD at manscaped.com. Imagine having a sleek and well-designed, optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0, and I'm blown away by the performance. The craftsmanship and the details on the 4.0 are next level. I used other trimmers in the past, and I've nicked my balls plenty of times, and you all know the pain of nicking your balls. Ouch. Not to mention, afterwards, the sweat, the stinging. It's just not a good time. Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and incredible, comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. I now feel confident shaving my boys. This upgraded trimmer includes a multi-function on-off switch that can engage a travel lock. It also gives you the ability to run the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. The Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths with sizes 1 through 4. Did I mention wireless charging? The new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction, which can help battery last longer. Men, if you've been shaving with the same nut trimmer on your face, you've been doing it wrong. No person wants to end up with pubes in their mouth. It's time to get your own ball, hair, and body trimmer with Manscaped to make me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice smooth boys. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code 12QPOD at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Hey, okay. are you lonely man with nothing going on? Cheetos, they won't judge you. <laughs> oh, if we could get a Cheeto sponsorship. Oh, I would love it. What, where, what sponsorships with... are you guys getting? <laughs> Manscaped right now. So, Manscaped. What? Yeah. Okay, I'm and not going to tell you. Those fucking ads work on me because I'm well, like, I need to get one. Did you get one yet? No. I won't. You, you can use the code 12QPOD at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. So, this is a double down. Like, we're back from the ad break. And Wait a I'm second. Tell Are you, you telling I, me that I can get a great efficient razor with a flashlight that is waterproof that mm-hmm. will take care of my your boys part. will be smooth. Your yes. boys will be smooth. Incredible. And that's the ad copy. They want us to say these things. Uh, but mm-hmm. legit, it also says Angel laughs. <laughs>, legit, 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 legit. I uh, I mean, I have a I have a straight up beard trimmer and it's great. Uh, but as soon as they sent the Manscape. Uh, uh, device lawnmower. The lawnmower 4.0. It. 4.0. <laughs> it's four, on four the of four, those. fourth version. It's great. So honestly, anybody like I, they gave us the product to use, and I'm just like, oh, this is gonna be whatever, and we're gonna have to lie. It's legit. And other people that have bought them, just in the cursory ads we've done, have commented. Like people we don't even know have commented on like the the Instagram posts. Like, no, like it's legit. Like I thought it was gonna be trash but it's legit i'm so. not gonna lie i see the i this is like me being fully transparent a lot of ads i'm like no bullshit that ad i see it and i'm like you know 
I kind of hate the way I'm doing it now. So yeah. this might be. Yeah. It's, yeah. No, it's legit. Which and it's I use simple. tweezers now. Actually, that's Woo-hoo. how I do it. One by one. Oh, you can. Why don't you go get threaded? You could just really take it, take it to the next level, and go get threaded. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thread me a broken heart above my shaft. Yes, please. Oh my broken god. Heart, broken heart pubes. Oh Jesus. Christ. <laughs> okay. Okay. Back on track. Back on track. All please. right. We got the eighth question uh, coming up <laughs> down the pipe. Angel, how do you experience forgiveness in your life? Pubes to forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Pubes to forgiveness. <laughs> well, I don't. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that may you, be where the anger is living. For, yeah. Are you one that's, that's hard to forgive yourself? Because that's me. I'm, I, I, I can forgive others sometimes, but I forgive myself rarely. I don't think I forgive anybody, actually. I'm thinking about mm. it. Dun, dun, dun. I, I go, I think um, the way I experience forgiveness, I guess, is I don't, I'm not angry at them anymore. I used to be really angry at my mom. Mm. And then I realized what was happening, why she would do things. And then I was like, dude, how, in what world was she supposed to know? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. or she would give me like the one good, really good thing that happened, I think, out of coming to Texas and being with my parents for a little bit and with family is that we got to have really good conversations where we got closer. And she was asking for forgiveness. And I was like, no. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what do you mean? I was like, there's nothing to forgive. Like, there's you're fine. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> You're asking for something that like, I don't even think is a problem. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it's, it was just like, I think maybe that's how I experienced it. I'm just not angry anymore. Cause I understand. I always try to look at things from the other person's side, flaws and all. And I go, yeah, that's not, why is that a problem? <laughs> like, it's not even, I'd never say when somebody says, thank you. I never say you're welcome. I said, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I shouldn't be. And so, like, when my mom asked me for forgiveness on the things she's messed up on, I've been like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> you were a kid. But also, you know what I, I, I do want to say some people need to, like, hear that they're forgiven as part they're of They're not going to get it from me, baby. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying. No, like, because cause it's one of those things where it's like, you know, people were like, I forgive, but I never forget. I'm like, that means you never forgive. Yeah. That means you never forgive. Yeah, that means that it's always in the back of your mind. If you forgive yeah. somebody, no matter what, and I don't do that. Some people over forgive. Some people yeah. for, uh, over forgive uh, as a defense mechanism. Like, I, yeah, I just forgive everybody when. I, and the one of the things I do is that I treat people how I perceive to be treated, mm. and I just imply no one forgives me. <laughs> don't ever forgive me. Let me live in this angry. Yeah, pain. bro, I got you on. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, my brother, cut that bit off for me. Um the little side aside I just did. Um we're back. <laughs> no, the, yeah, that's it's weird. I experienced by forgiveness by never forgiving, but also just ignoring it, I guess for lack of a better term. Just sort of you allow yourself to forget about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that that's you know, and you you kind of bled into our, our ninth question, which is fantastic, but 
I do think like forgiveness, forgiveness for me is a process. And it was something that honestly, between the ages of like 27 and 33, were like a big learning process for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I just, I love what you said about that. And I love that your mom was like, Hey, do you forgive me? And just recognizing that she wasn't perfect. I think a lot of people at the end of the day, what they're so angry about is that is that somebody is they want their parents to be like, please, you know, like forgive right. that I was, I was imperfect. And or just be self-aware enough to realize that they were yeah. that way. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I've always been like an empath. So I figured that out pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. There's things that I'll never forgive, but, uh, but at the same time, I'm like, there's no point in being angry about it. Yeah. Well, and what, what is like, what is your like weirdest apology or amends you've either gotten or given? Um, maybe this is why I don't, maybe this is why I, um, forgive quotation marks here the way I do. Um, I was really drunk and I had called my ex, the one who dubbed me mm-hmm. for all the right reasons she had every right to, she deserved way better. And, um, she, and I was like, I'm sorry, blah, and I was it was a weird, shitty apology where I was just like, you can't just blame me. You, you did this shit too and blah. And she was like, and like she said to me, she's like, I forgive you. But you also have to know that you can't be, you can't be washed away of this relate of the, your responsibility uh, in what you did and blah. And that hit me hard because I was like, oh, oh, huh. <laughs> I was like, hmm, interesting. Yeah, the, um, what's, the what's our part in it is usually yeah that's that that's the part like i like, was trying to pass the buck and she's like no 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 i forgive you for what you did but you can't pass that buck mm-hmm. you can't do that and i was just like oh wow i just and it hit me really hard and i was like she says she forgives me but if she's she probably like i think if she saw me today i wouldn't be surprised if she's like left or got mad and I would not be angry and I don't blame her at all. She yeah. doesn't, she might see me like on a Facebook post or on a Twitter and it's like that motherfucker damn near ruined my life it, for whatever reason or, you know, what have you. And I think because of that, like, I'm like, well, you know, that's what it is. And then I just remember that being really weird and then like changing the way that was that that really changed the way I approached like self-improvement and stuff because honestly, I, God damn, I, I owe, I owe, if you, okay, real quick, talking to the camera here. Um, you, you know who you are. If, if you ever listen to this or see this, um, I owe you so much. You have no idea, not just a really, like just so much and making me a better person because that conversation and like mixed with everything that I did wrong really led to me becoming the person I am now in the ways of self-improvement because from that I opened my eyes to everything just how I treat women how women should be treated how you know LGBT people should be treated how just everyone how i should be more sensitive how i should not be so selfish like that was the catalyst to 
me becoming a better person. If I am 1% better because, and if I'm just 1% better, that's, that's everything. And I really owe it to her. Mm -hmm. Them. I'm not sure. I'm going to imply them. (laughs) I think that's our first on pod amends. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's the thing is just owning our part in, in that's, Part of what I think amends are is not only apologizing, but owning our role in the hurt, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, at the end of the day, we appreciate the vulnerability because it's not easy. Making amends is not easy at all. I mean, and if she's listening, hopefully she takes that and then uh, subscribes, rates, and reviews our podcast. (laughs) And tells her friends, um, donates on our anchor page. Um. Yeah, but but to be honest, I just wanted to break the tension, Uh, but I think that was a very sweet thing you did, Angel. I love it. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's, yeah, that's that's what it is. But at the same time, like, you know, I don't expect her to forgive me, but that's okay. (laughs) Well, what is your, like, daily keeps angel centered and alive practice right now uh one day at a time i think yeah yeah i think it's definitely falls under one day at a time like uh i had a panic attack last night mm. in my sleep. yeah oh sleep panic attack oh no that's yeah, like sneezing in your sleep you ever done yeah. that yeah oh and uh and that's why I said, like, today started out bad. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. And it's that's... just one of those deals where it's like, okay, fuck. Like, I can let it ruin my day or I can try to do something out of it. And sometimes it's going to ruin your day and that's it. But, you know, I think, but I'm not going to be like, Bob, what is that going to do tomorrow? Because it messed up a lot of my plans for today that would have led to something I did tomorrow. But yeah, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm yeah. just going to go like, you know what? Let's focus on right now because you're ignoring yourself right now. So yeah, say- if you if you plowed through that feeling and then just did all the little things you thought you needed to do and then um, ended up going into tomorrow with a shit-ass attitude and, and yeah. emotional Who condition. Who wants to go to work with a shitty ass? Let's be honest here. No. One. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People can smell it. Like, it's the worst. It's Why the worst. that coolo? Yes. But yeah, it's just one of those things where you just gotta, you know, one day at a time. It helps so much with everything. It's the only reason I got through the pandemic. The only reason I'm sane, I think, because, yeah, I, I deal with a lot every day. I'm, I have major depression. You know, my anxiety's through the roof lately. I'm always angry. Like, you know, just my brain doesn't work. It's not my fault, but you know, it's my responsibility and I have to deal with it. So you got that therapist, you got a therapist. Not right now. I used to, not right now. It's just, it's one of the therapies, one of those tricky things where it's like, um, one, sometimes it's resources, sometimes it's will. And right now mm-hmm. it's will. Mm. Like, do I need to do this? Do I want to do this? Is there something I can handle myself? And right now it's one of those deals where it's like, I think I'm going to, worry about it myself just because i there's not enough hours in the day (laughs) Mm. and it's not healthy i recognize that and i'm and i think i'm gonna go back to it soon but it's just one of those deals where it's like do i want to go because you know finding because that's hard that's god that's the worst part about self-improvement imagine if it was easy 
the world would be a better place. Um, finding a therapist was easy. It's finding a therapist. And then if you get medication, finding the right cocktail, my mm -hmm. old. The trial and error. It sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Donkey dick, dude. Big and old. If you like sucking dick, great. Donkey dick? No. That's, no. Where, <laughs> no, that's where we draw the line. That's where we draw the goddamn line. What is that? A tentacle? Suck it. Who cares? Mm, but yeah. Donkey inky. dick? No. Very inky. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things where it's just hard. But I know that one day at a time can keep me okay for a little bit. You know, but the, I definitely feel that like, okay, I should probably, I should probably find it. Well, I think you know, for me, and I've said this on the pod before, it's like when the pain of things staying the same is greater than the pain of change. That's when change happens for me, and it has to get pretty fucking bad for me to want to change and be willing mm -hmm. to like. Like, I, I mean, at the like beginning of the pandemic, like I was in shambles with grief and a breakup and everything. And like the pain was so great that I spent a good month calling my insurance every other day, seeing if they could find me a therapist that fit. And then they finally did. And he's dope. And I saw him for a year. And then to celebrate the year anniversary of being with my dope ass therapist, uh, the, uh, the collective that he works for decides they don't take my insurance anymore. Uh, so now I get to keep him once a month therapy uh, for $110 out of pocket. So that's the that's the fear that goes into that, too. It's like, am I going to find someone that I, I really mesh with and I'm getting the help that I need? And then after a year of doing well, it's like, well, sorry, uh, the contract ran out or some other bullshit like that. Capitalism mm. the worst. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, the fucking worst. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, but yeah, that's that's where I'm at on that on that front. So usually, usually um, in recovery, we 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 talk of this thing, the the higher power. Um, do you have mm -hmm. a relationship with a higher power? Uh, and if so, what does that look like? Like my landlord. Oh, that's creepy too. <laughs> uh, um, no, not really. I say Jesus Christ a lot, but not because I like him. <laughs> it's a cultural thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jesus Christo. Uh, you know, this is one of the things that like kind of wore me away from. Mm -hmm. I almost said AAA from AA. Yeah, I mean, I was tired of getting that roadside assistance. Mm -hmm. yeah. You're like, they're like, yeah, can I get my car towed? Yes, but what does Jesus think? God damn it! No. <laughs> um, no, I grew up relatively secular. But then uh, I would get, but like one side of the family is Jehovah's Witnesses. Ooh. And I, I'm like, well, in, like I was well indoctrinated in for a bit. Mm -hmm. And then I hit puberty and started asking questions. Ah. And then I was like, oh no. Oh no. And like, you know, I've had religious partners and so on. And it's just, it's one of those things where it's hard for me to rationalize everything that's happening <laughs> with and then like it's all part of this guy's plan this guy's mm -hmm. a fucking asshole yeah sure. yeah so you know what i'm saying it's one of those deals where i'm like you know probably but you know one of my favorite things i think i'm say... more into satanism than anything oh, hey. still just because they brother. seem like rad people they're like yeah we don't know we just like wearing mm -hmm. black and fuck these religious people and i'm like i agree one of my favorite <laughs> things to say in a 12-step meeting is uh and it really ruffles some feathers. I'm like, you can fucking hate God and still stay sober. Oh, yeah. And you, you want to know how I know that? Because that's me. It me. It me. It me. I am, I am bitches. Mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> that's, yeah. And that's, I, I, you know, after my father died, I would literally angry share in meetings. 
and I would end my shares with, and please don't come up to me afterwards and tell me where you think my dad is. Yeah. Okay. I don't care what you believe, Steve, in the Vietnam hat. I just need a safe place to say what I'm doing with my recovery. I will say that, first of all, thank you for sharing. Um, the big thing I think I realized about just higher powers and stuff when somebody dies, because I lost my grandpa to COVID. Mm -hmm. oh fuck yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and um it's one of those things where you, when you see the people around you react the way they react you're like you know what he is in a better place because he's not here <laughs> any place is better than here right now so so it's one of those deals where i'm like you know it's either there's a god but he's just a kid with a magnifying glass and we're an anthill or it's just chaos. I like chaos better. Sure. I mean, look, if you're into Greek mythology or playing Hades on the Nintendo Switch, <laughs> it's, yeah. just, it's, it's one of those things. I, I tell people this, and that is usually, and I'm glad you brought it up, it's, it's one of my favorite things to talk about in recovery because the whole higher power, God as we understand him idea, keeps more people out of recovery than and I think anything else, uh, um, and that might be hyperbole, but I, I you know, in, in my almost ten years in in, in and around the rooms, um, I make a point to tell people is that I look at spirituality like like getting the news, which is there's so many different avenues, newspapers, news channels, news radio, news podcasts, and you just find where you like getting the news from, and that's where you get the news from. It doesn't matter if you change the channel. It's just as long as you're trying to get some news about how you relate to the universe, mm -hmm. and that's has always been a sufficient higher power for me is, is, is the spirit of the universe, that the, I'm trying to put more good into the world than I'm trying to steal and take out. Um, and that like at the end of the day, like uh, a sufficient higher power for me is the ocean, you know, uh, it's, it's terrifying. It's a vengeful God. <laughs> but, and it's relentless. It, the ocean doesn't care. Like, honestly, like living out in Los Angeles, you know, and going, I've literally dove into the ocean and screamed when my father passed away and the ocean didn't care. It just still threw me around, but I was allowed to scream into it, you know, and I think making space for these maybe, I guess, non-secular abstract ideas of a power greater than myself keeps my ego right size and allows me to know that if if I die tomorrow, like the ocean's still gonna flow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Birds are still gonna chirp. And that to me, I can turn over my problems to that, to the idea that I am finite, you know, and that's, it, it doesn't have to be bearded trident god it doesn't have to be anything i don't want it to be if a higher power is, is is supposed to be a higher power then it should encompass uh all the names i have for it which have been higher dude man upstairs guy power spirit steve. of the universe what steve in the <laughs> vietnam hat maybe that was mm -hmm. god maybe steve maybe, in the vietnam maybe it was. but, but I, I need an all-encompassing, all-inclusive idea of what I can tap into to help me get through the present moment. Mm -hmm. And I've been, to, I've been to atheist meetings, and they're all staying sober, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like it's, it's broadening my conception of what the, those two words, higher power, can mean. 
you know, because it's like in most of the literature, any way that a higher power is described has capital letters like H, capital H, capital P. And so those are proper nouns. And that all means the same, you know, so God could just be good orderly direction or group of trunks. You know, I try to make it as spacious as possible so that everybody knows that my conception doesn't have to be yours and that's okay. And you can hate my conception and Mm I am okay with that. You know, because um, I hate it when I see these old dusty fucks try to push their beliefs on other people because that doesn't do any good. You know, that okay. uh, the only reason I kept showing up to the 12 step meetings that I, I, I go to is because I didn't want to drink that day. And this is all I know to keep my head above water. But right. it took therapy. It took therapy surrounding the grief. So it's like 12 steps are not a cure all. You know, all these concepts that we've been talking about, none of this is a cure-all. But my hope is, is that it fits me with the honesty and the openness and the willingness to try to get better. You yeah. Know? And that's, to me. honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness is also a three-letter acronym for a higher power for me. So I could use honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness, the how, in place of God, and it's sufficient. That's awesome. Fuck yeah, dude. Yay. I, uh, I, um, I'm a huge pro wrestling fan. Hell yeah. And and the the thing and the you know, there's a lot of documentaries about wrestlers and you know, wrestlers uh notoriously do a lot of drugs. No. And uh it's a recurring joke when like a wrestler finds God and stuff. Just like Christian, the guys from corn. Just like the guys from corn, baby. No, but um but like one wrestler really nailed it down. He's like like it was Triple H talking about Shawn Michaels. And somebody had called Triple H. He's like, can you believe Sean found religion? And Triple H just goes, well, you can't OD on religion. So, mm-hmm. hey. So that's the part where I'm like, I get it. I I see it. I see you. And I respect yeah. it. I Not mean, for me, but that's what's up. No, like when, I, when it got put in that way, and then that plus what you just shared, I was just like, like I'm like, I think if you see the video, you could see my brain like exploding. I'm just like. It's my favorite thing to talk about. My no. favorite, my favorite thing to do in recovery is mm-hmm. to is to smash that door to spirituality as far open. I will, I will, I will blow through that door like the Kool Aid Man, just to let someone the who's juice suffering. man. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a right. joke from my co-host now. <laughs> whether, whether it's the who's what is is he the man is the juice or is the man the glass nobody knows who knows I, <laughs> I think it's is, so is he important. carrying around like a colostomy bag when he has the jug in his hand is the juice blood i don't know but i blow i blow that open i like to make uh, uh the ability to grasp onto any nugget of spirituality that that makes my heart a little less hard oh yeah I, man. I like That's to blow it open as much as possible because for me spirituality in the beginning for me um i would literally go from a meeting to this pizza place i was working at with a college degree at 30 or 40 days sober and i would go hire dude please help me not smoke weed behind the dumpster with all the dishwashers right and those were that that was a sufficient (laughs) connection with a higher power my sponsor's like you call whatever the fuck you want dog and i was like okay it's hired dude he's smoking a blunt with the Oh, oh yeah, dude. these guys are cool. Yeah, the by dishwashers the way. try to get me to smoke Primo, which is crack and weed. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, get crazy. away from that shit. You ever get wet, Dave? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Wayne Brady, I smoke rocks. <laughs> so we did it. We we got to the end here, and it's the last Woo. question, Angel. You've been a goddamn delight. And uh, oh, thank you for that's having why we me. always take 
past guest recommendations because they're usually on point. Um, and we all get along. for a second. It does, but you know what? We pulled through it. I think we um, did all right. What would you tell someone just like you in the world listening right now? Oh, trust your gut, kid. Mm -hmm. Don't fill yeah. it with too much cheese and trust your gut. No, stay away from dairy. <laughs> uh, yeah. I when think it's important. Doge hits seven, sell it. Dogecoin. Uh, <laughs> Oh, this whole um, podcast is scrapped now because you mentioned Dogecoin. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. No, I'm just thinking like if I met like. Yeah, what if you met you before you moved down to Houston? What would you tell that you? Same thing. Trust your gut. Yeah. Trust your gut. Just God, your guts never let you down. Right. Never. If I met like a younger version of me, I would say the same thing. Trust your gut. Yeah. For the longest, I did not want to be at school. I did not want to be what I was doing, do what I was doing. But I kept trucking on because that's what I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And I was so miserable until I started doing stand-up. So trust your gut. Yeah. Aww. Always, 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 always trust your gut. Trust oh, your gut. and uh, I would say um, not everyone's going to like you, and that's okay. You probably mm -hmm. don't even like them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's, and yeah, the, wor that's in the words of Anna's favorite Kathy C. Fuck them. Fuck them. They're trash. They're trash. <laughs> fuck them. Uh, trust me, I was getting that second part. I just wanted to put a little pause there for the punch. <laughs> fuck them. Fuck them. Trash. They're trash. <laughs> yeah, always, always. I think that's if you're gonna listen to any of the bullshit I just said. Uh, just your gut. Always. always just, hey. What does your gut tell you? Fuck Yay. You. We did it, y'all. We, we did. Completed the questions. Angel, where hey. can people find you and all the things that you're doing? Uh, your podcast, your your everything's your comedy, your magics. Uh, yeah. So when does this come out? Actually, um, a few it's a few weeks. We're 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 uh, we're backlogged. We're backlogged now. Are you which really? is okay, good. Got yeah. it. No, I'm just trying to figure out like if any of the plugs I was gonna give make any sense to do. We'll start with your social medias first yeah that's a good call uh hello uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at gorilla jokes g-u-e-r-r-i-l-l-a jokes i am the co-host uh one of the spoopiest podcasts in the world it's called death and friends Ooh. yeah available Love anywhere it. you listen to podcasts it's a history podcast where we talk about the history of death big nice. moments in history where Forged by death, and we talk about it. Um, mm -hmm. uh, we're going to end our season soon at 13 episodes. So go ahead and give it a listen if you 13. like to. If you like to laugh, maybe learn a thing or two. As me and my co-host Nash talk about uh, everyone's least favorite destination. Oh my gosh, uh, LAX destination? No, no, uh, Newark. Um, um <laughs> no, death, death stories. Um, yeah, it's it's. I, I would say with one day at a time in this podcast, that's really kept me sane and lets me express myself. And I have Nash, Nash Flynn to thank for that. She's she's the best, uh, way funnier than I am. I'm just kind of there doing the ha-has. <laughs> yeah, Same. it's a history podcast. And like I think people would really like it. You can follow it on Instagram at Death and Friends Podcast and on Twitter, uh, Death of Podcast. 
And yeah, it's it's an awesome show. I can't say enough about how great the show is. <laughs> Please listen to it. We've worked really hard on it. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I, I love it. Dave, where can people find all your stuff? You'll find me at Yates Comedy, Y-A-T-E-S Comedy on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all the things. I'm throwing a lot of videos around and sketches, so please check those out. And uh, if you really want to support me, I make a delicious hot sauce called Ha Ha Hot Sauce, and you can buy it at HaHaHotSauce.com. Awesome. It's it's really good, honestly. Um, and you can find me and this podcast at Anna V is Fun on Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook, all the things. Uh, you can also get all my information at AnnaValenzuela.com. Um, you can get uh, this podcast at 12Q Pod on all the social media. You can visit us on our anchor page, uh, anchor forward slash uh, 12Q, uh, 12 Questions Podcast uh, for updates and stuff going on with us. And um, yeah, you can you can follow us on TikTok and all the social medias at 12Q Pod and 12Q Pod Gmail. Thank you so much for your listener questions we are stoked on that upcoming episode and uh how we end this podcast every time angel ooh, is ooh. i know yes. i know exactly how you end this podcast before we get into this yeah i just wanted to say something real quick yeah um like i said before i listened to the backlog um shout out to you two every episode you guys get vulnerable with the person that you're interviewing and you guys share so much and like kudos Aww. to y'all you Thank guys you. Work your ass is off on I this. will not take a compliment, sir. You well, know. then, Dave, shut the fuck up. I'm trying, uh, <laughs> okay? But my whiteness won't let me shut up. That's fair. I will bring the entire special Self-aware white dude. Yeah. I'm a special kind of white guy. <laughs> One <laughs> no, of the good ones. <laughs> exactly. Um, it, no, seriously. Thank you very you much. I appreciate for, that. For doing that every episode. Like, I'm exhausted. And for the next month, I will share no personal details about my life ever. <laughs> and you guys ah. tend to do it every week, probably multiple times a week. And yeah. it's incredible. <laughs> and shout out to y'all, because like now I found in a podcast that I can heavily relate to. So. Yes. Thank you so much. So, Thank so you. Shout out to y'all real quick. Yeah. And you know what, Angel? If no one's told you this today, we love you. We love you, buddy. Take that love. No, Take thank it. you. And hey, day. And oh. no one's told you guys this. We love you. <gasps> oh, oh my God. Oh my God. And if you're listening today and nobody's told you this, we love you. Thanks for listening, everybody. We love you. Got oh my God. Love yeah. you. Ah, I love it. Okay.